Um, you know, we had a lot of God is good talking. We're talking about God is good. The reason we we keep emphasizing that. Because a lot of people go, no, he's not really that good. And you know, you don't say it out loud, but you know, I, I heard a guy preaching about the goodness of God a few years ago. And inside of me, I was getting annoyed. Because something in me said he ain't that good. Because if he was good, he would have done this and he would have done that. And I needed to hear that preaching almost destroy this image I had of God. Because I, I was involved in some teaching at some point that was, you know, all these bad things are happening to you. God's teaching you something through this. And God's teaching you something through that. And it affects you. And if you believe that God is causing you problems, then you never resist anything. And I'll tell you the real truth. The devil is masquerading is God. And he's doing bad stuff to you and telling you God's doing it to you. And consequently he's laughing his head off. Because if you say, well, this bad stuff has come from God, rather than resisting it and getting aggressive with it, you'll put up with it. You have what you put up with. My mother used to have a, a certain threshold of tidiness in the house. We lived in a big old house, my mum, my dad, uh, my, my four brothers, two brothers and two sisters. All our toys, all our mess, everything we did. And of course everybody was always going from A to B with some books or some toys or some homework. And some people were in the lounge watching television, others in the kitchen. And you know, at a certain level of tidiness, my mum was fine. She was fine. She was fine. But when the level got to a certain level of mess, Something horrible happened. I still have fear in my heart today. My mother would start making high pitched noises. I started shouting the name of my father. And she goes, I cannot stand this mess any longer. 
You're all a bunch of pigs. <laughs> and we would all start running around the house tidying things up. Running back and cleaners, picking up books. Until the house went back to the standard she wanted to. And you see, her, her displeasure with what was going on made something happen. When we know God's will is healing. When we know it's not God bringing trouble on us. When we know it's not God condemning us for our sins. Something rises up in us and goes, no, we're not having this anymore. I'm not taking this anymore. The Bible says it the, that if we submit ourselves to God and resist the devil, he'll flee from us. It says that in the book of uh, James. Uh, Let me see if I can find that scripture and look at it. Is it back into James? Uh, it says, uh, yeah, hang on, it goes. Um, Yeah, it's James 4 verse 7. It says this. It says, Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. And you see, I remember this, I remember this these people that were, I was with a certain organization and they just used to teach, you know, you were getting sick, it was just God was going to teach you something about it. So you got sick, you went to bed and just laid down and tried to learn your lessons. But after that I got into some other teaching that said, her sickness and disease wasn't God's will and it was from the devil. And that put a resistance in me and a fight against it. And sure, sure sickness and disease came along from time to time. But I didn't just lie down. I would be squawking and yelling and fighting and, and, and resisting it. And I did, uh, I mean, I did probably 15, over 15 years in the, in the construction industry. I didn't, didn't miss one day off work. I, I, I refused to let sickness stop me from going to work. So I commend Joe from come, coming here tonight and actually playing the piano and singing with her voice not so good. Because doing that is resisting sickness and disease and making run away from you. The opposite is going down the apteca, getting all your favorite potions, stop by the video shop on the way back, 
And get all your favourite movies out. And hit the bed for three weeks. The danger of that is that you could have started out with something very minor and the end of the day gets huge. Because you're not resisting anything. And one of the things I hope my teaching puts into you is some sort of aggression against life. Yeah. Are we just going to get life just trampled all over us? Or do we find in the Bible where it's not God's will for certain things? And we stand against things. For the first few years in Bulgaria, I, again, I was working in construction, I was coming backwards and forwards to Bulgaria. One time I came back, Milena pointed her finger in my face. And I, she said, I am not spending another winter in this house without some central heating. And for all I knew, she was going to leave me if I didn't get some central heating in the house. <laughs> It got so bad at one point, I'm sure she threatened to go down the flat and live. Nevertheless, we got heating in by the next winter. I don't know how we, I did it now, but I know that, that when you don't, when you say, I'm not going to put up with something anymore, you will change things. And uh, this is all part of resisting the devil. And he flees from us. Anyway, I want to just go back just briefly. I want to talk about receiving things from God. There are two processes. There is, the, you know, the devil, you treat him like a dog. You can be rude and rough with him when you talk to him, when you're rebuking him. It's a bit like the burglar breaking through the window of the house. And you're standing on the other side of the window with a baseball bat. <laughs> That's what you do with the devil. When he shows up, you can get aggressive. And you don't even need to pray about it. Use the name of Jesus on it. When the kids get sick. When things are breaking down. When persecution is coming against you. No, not in the name of Jesus. We're not taking this. We're not having this. But there are other things that we need to receive from our loving Heavenly Father. And we don't get aggressive and rude with God. You know, I have a good father in England. I love him dearly. I never, I, I, I respect him. I honor him. 
And when I need things from my dad, I don't find them out and say, Dad, give me this, Dad, give me that. I, yeah, I follow pro polite protocol. But well, so there's two elements. There's this receiving from God, and this is we need this as well. We looked at this verse a minute ago. John 15 verse 7 says this. It says, "If you remain in me, my words remain in you." John 15. John 15. Just quote it, Melanie. It says, "If you remain in me." Okay, so the Bible says if you remain in him and he if we remain in the vine and his and his words remain in us. Whatever we ask will be given us. Obviously according to his will. And his will is full of good things. I mean, your heart's desire is in God's will. Jesus prayed, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if you figure out it's in heaven, therefore it's God's will here on this earth. So if you reckon it's nice temperature in heaven and you're not going to be freezing cold enough to hug, hug a radiator, you know it's God's will for air conditioning on earth. So you know, just, just getting the idea of what God's will is, God's will is very broad. Now the Bible talks about we can be dressed like Solomon was with really nice clothes. Jesus had such nice clothing that when he was on the cross, the soldiers were gambling for them. If they put you in prison today and they gave you a pair of pajamas with keyholes on, And they took your clothes. You know, I don't care how much you pay for them. I don't imagine many people are going to be fine over them. They might be fine over Melina's coat. I don't know. <laughs> But Jesus had such nice stuff on. These, gold, these soldiers were, were quite nice. So it's God's will that we have decent stuff. But how do we get it? Here it talks about letting God's words abide in you. Now another verse of scripture I want to look at in Proverbs chapter 4. And uh, 
I want to just really I'm talking about keeping God's word in our mind, in our imagination. You know, most people's faces are miserable. Because the inside their head is playing a disaster movie. You know, they're at the top of a burning block of flats having to contemplate jumping off, you know, to, to 100 meters to the ground. Yeah, and if you've got a disaster movie playing in your head, your face is all miserable. <laughs> if in your head you are angry at the world and you want to kill everyone, you don't normally have a sweet smile on your face. And actually we can tell a lot from what's going on on the inside from what's on the outside. And the Bible says that Jesus was anointed with joy above all his brothers. Jesus is a happy, happy guy. And one of the ways of being, one of the ways of getting happy is to have good things thinking in your head. And you know, the, 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 even doctors will tell you that you know, if you're thinking about bitter and twisted things all the time. If you're full of anger, if you, if you can't forgive even your cat, <laughs> if you're mad at everyone you ever met for the whole of your life, you know, you are a person that's going to be difficult to make relationships. It's difficult for your body to heal itself. You're easily depressed. You'll be the, you'll be the apotheker's best friend. And that's just the medical journals will tell you that. But to, to, to receive the best from God, we've got to take God's words. And we, we've got to start playing it on the video player inside our head. Because didn't they just say what we just read? If you remain in me and my words remain in you, we haven't got it there. Ask what you will, and it'll be done for you. Back to the grapevine illustration. We whip out the, uh, the snippers and we snip the vine and it ain't bearing any grapes because it's disconnected. And this is tough, this is difficult to do. Because we were born into a world where everyone was griping and complaining and miserable and bitter. Because 
We read newspapers which is just full of horror. We watch the news where all we see is missiles and child abuse. And it's no wonder. It's no wonder we're all walking around, you know, looking absolutely miserable. But there's another way to live. And that's why we're going to read this book. And it's good not just to read it and, you know, it's good to read, just read it and read it and read it. But then it's good to get verses and actually pick on them. And feed them into your heart. Here in verse Proverbs 4.20 it says, My son, it says, pay attention to Proverbs 4.20, sorry, yeah. It says, uh, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. For their life to those who find them. And health to all their flesh. And verse 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. You see, many, many people, their hearts are just full of bitterness and, and what comes out of their mouths is bitterness. And consequently they have a life full of bitterness. What we often notice is that our lives are very similar to our parents' lives. Because they taught us to talk. And if all your mum and dad was moan and complain all the time, you will do the same. And guys, it's a serious problem. And just because you're born again and filled with the Spirit, if you want to change your course of your life, you've got to change the way you speak. And it's tough sometimes. Because sometimes you want to gripe, you want to complain. Because let's, let's face it, when you're sitting around drinking a cup of coffee at the cafe, that's all the talk there is. jilly has got a friend of hers, and I hope she's not going to listen to this tape. <laughs> but there's so much griping going on in her home at the moment about the economy that she just wants to get out of the place. It's easy to have a conversation. What are we going to do? I don't know. What are we going to do? But what are we going to do? And it just gets worse and worse and worse. Eventually you've got to stop talking like that. And say, so I'm going to believe God. I'm going to take some of His Word. And I'm going to feed it into my heart. You know, let's just take something simple. You, 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 the devil is bombarding you with all sorts of, you know, you're going to lose, you're going to lose, you're going to lose. 
Нека да вземем нещо простичко. Това, например, че дявола непрекъснато ни бомбандира с това, че се провалим. And you've got to actually uh, take some of God's word and start feeding it into your heart and speaking it out your mouth. You know, sometimes the devil attacks you with fear and it's just so strong you can hardly breathe. And he's plugged the disaster movie into your VCR recorder in your head and he's jammed it. You know, the other day I was in the gym, you're working out, you can probably tell. Yeah? <laughs> and uh, I, I was under some attack in the head. The tax it, the tax are here. Yeah. The devil doesn't have any power to run through the door here, it's like chewing on my arm. Yeah, he, the, the, the films are the poltergeist where things are whizzing around the house really are not true. Yeah? You know, books flying out the bookcase and all that sort of stuff. The devil doesn't have that power, guys. Apart from real, real, real extreme situations. Yeah? But he does attack your head. And you all know that there's perfectly sane people who have done terrible things, you know, kill themselves. But simply because of the thoughts that they're thinking. This is not joking, material. This is real. And so here I was and I was getting an attack in my mind. I was on this treadmill, I was running along. And I started taking Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, a shout of one. Psalm 23, Jelly, bring it up. It's a really common psalm. I mean, I know it off by heart. And it's good to have one of these. Remember, this is a great song just to remember. You don't need to, all you need to do is repeat it about 15 times and you'll have it memorized. Yeah. And I started saying the whole psalm through. But look here, just first one. I haven't got time to go through the whole thing. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not so here the devil is going you're going to lose I'm going to steal all your money there's no more money you know I get paid in pounds some of our income comes in, in pounds okay last year it was 2.8 Leather to a pound. Now it's two. That's a lot. That's a third almost. And so I'm watching sort of our income base disappear in certain areas. And I live with some expensive women. 
<laughs> a tiny doesn't help me any, no? <laughs> but the fact is, and so you can see why I'm on the treadmill, confession Psalm 23, you see? Yeah? <laughs> but I'm using it, and I'm going, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not Because I know it's so important to not have a picture of, a, of terrible things happening to me. But to have my eyes on my loving, good shepherd that runs my life. And how he can lead me out of any situation into good, into green pastures and into quiet waters. No, no, I'm just saying to you, you know, we're going to go in, no, we, we sail off into the week after this meeting. You don't have Craig in front of you preaching you and telling you all this stuff. You've got to start, you've got to preach to yourself. You've got to get a grip of your own mind. And I'm serious, that is something you've got to do. You don't need to think anything. You can say, no, I'm not going to think that thought anymore. And sometimes you say, well, Craig, I can't help it. I'm just thinking this disaster movie. I can't turn it off. The way to turn the disaster movie off in your head is start speaking God's word out of your mouth. Because one thing is true, that whatever you're imagining in your head has to stop and listen to what comes out of your mouth. And that is a great truth for controlling thoughts. You know, I've, been, I've had situations where I've had to tell people that they've got so much going on in their head. This has been recently. They're having panic attacks. They're freaking out. And I've told people just to stand in the middle of your bedroom and just say out loud as many times as you can, Jesus loves me. God loves me. I love God. God loves me. To control those thoughts. And ultimately it's to do this. It's to take the plug socket out of the devil. Devil's power and, and plug it into God's power. Amen. Let's, we'll finish there. Let's just pray to finish. Amen. Father, thank you for your love to us. Thank you that we can receive from you. If we keep plugged into the vine. And if we keep your words in our hearts. And coming out of our mouths. 
And if we do that, we can receive and ask from you anything we want. Lord, I just thank you that as we go into this week, when depression attacks, when, when fear attacks, we will put your word in our mouth and we'll put, and we'll put our eye on you and we will receive peace and every good thing we need to receive and the devil will flee from us in Jesus name Amen